You're listening to Double Exposure with Sophia Lemon and Petro, a photography podcast on both the creative aspects and business side of photography. Join the conversation on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. And welcome back, everybody. This is episode 29 of the Double Exposure Show with myself, Petro, and Sophia Lemon. That is. <laughs> <laughs> you can find the show notes for this episode on doubleexposure.show slash episode slash 29. And we'd love for you to join the conversation. Join our community on Facebook at the Double Exposure Show group. Yeah, and we're back. So yep. what's new, Sophia? Oh, <laughs> we had some <laughs> difficulty getting this episode started. Like I almost was like, let's not do one this week. Yeah. But we did one anyway. It's for the kids, right? <laughs> yeah. <So>. <laughs> <laughs> no one take that personally, please. <laughs> and nobody should. So, yeah, no, it, it gave me an idea to to talk about something I wanted to kind of chat about for fun here and there. Um, and it kind of reminds me of the movie um, High Fidelity with uh, John Cusack, which wasn't that great of a movie, but it was kind of a cult favorite. Anyways, um, in the movie, he does like a lot of top five lists of albums and whatnot. And I just thought, man, I, what are my top five things that I can't live without when we're talking about business and photography business? So we, don't, we never really shared them with each other yet. Uh, so Sophia doesn't know what my top five are, and I don't know what Sophia's top five are, but... I think it'd be a great conversation to have and maybe laugh at some of our choices. <laughs> so, <laughs> True. yeah, I know, I know you wanted me to go first, but do you want to go first? Um, you go first. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Top five arguments on Double Exposure Show. Number yeah. one, who goes first? <laughs> <laughs> Which we battle out on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Um so funny enough, okay, so I, I do have a top five list here, and uh, uh, people are going to think that I'm a huge nerd when I, when I say these, but it's, it's true. This is, and these are kind of like common sense, you know what I mean? Uh, but these are definitely top five things that I can't live without when, when I'm talking about my business, my photography. Uh, and believe it or not, number one is the Wave app with, uh, and having a good account and, and bookkeeper. Um, it makes my life extremely easier, much more easier than I than it than it was at the very beginning. Jeez, I'm trying to find words. Yep. I'm getting distracted here, but it's because <laughs> the the click clacking of a German Shepherd who's <laughs> patiently pacing back and forth for some reason. That's not very patient. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if he has to go outside or what, but he's just he just bored us. You know, anyways, number one, my wave app. Um, it's amazing. Like it seems every day I'm showing it to somebody and uh, everybody's discovering the, the ease of use and awesomeness of it. Uh, we really should get endorsed by wave, I think. Um, my second one is uh, the MacBook Pro. Um, you know what? I've been trying for the last couple of years to go back to an iMac or a desktop setup. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I can't, I don't know what my life would be like without a laptop, honestly, and let alone my MacBook. Um, that thing is resilient, you know, as hell. <laughs> the, honestly, the photos on it look incredible. I love editing on it. It's fast. It's, it's wicked. Uh, every day I kind of scratch my head when I see people uh, with like PCs and PC laptops oh, because yeah. 
I know that they're not as good, you know, and the excuse is always like, well, that's all I can afford. And I kind of want to just put it into perspective and say, you know what, you're probably going to spend twice as much time on it. So yeah, can I also comment that um, for the quality, it's not more expensive than oh, absolutely than the not Windows machine. Absolutely I mean, if you're not. getting a good, like, if you're able to edit the same way on your Windows machine as you are on your Mac, it's it's the same price. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I apologize. I have to send a quick message right now. <laughs> Okay, well, and I'll comment on the computer setup thing because I also have a laptop and I have um, an iMac and I do all of my editing and everything on the iMac, but I would say the same thing about about like the MacBook <clears throat> Pro, which mine I've had since university, like the beginning of university. Um, I have spilt a glass of water on it and replaced the, um, the keyboard and um, I've replaced the battery like 70 billion times. Um, one of the legs on the bottom of it is missing, but it still works just perfectly fine. Basically, I use it for going to, um, you know, coffee shops and stuff and doing work there. Yeah, exactly. And, that just the convenience of that is super cool, right? Yeah. Like, and you know what? Like, I got an iPad, and I guess we might talk about this later. Um, I got an iPad, and it's just not the same. It is not the same to work on a tablet as it is to work on a laptop. Exactly. We are, we're not there yet. Okay. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Something to look forward to, perhaps. Well, but funny, funny enough, uh, for the iOS devices, my iPhone, I cannot live without. I could not even imagine a different device because uh, I accept credit cards. I run Wave on it. I do all my scheduling. Like... Basically, if you don't have an app for iOS, I'm not going to be using your software. That's that's what it comes down to. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> um, so it's crazy, but people people make fun of me because they're like, "Wow, you live on your phone," and I'm just thinking like, "Well, yeah, but I'm outside and I'm doing some admin work right now for five ten minutes, and I'm booking this and I'm answering an email and I'm living yeah. my life like I'm out and about, you know." So. Uh, I, I'm not in an office like you are. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess that's what I, that's what I like about it. Um, so the, the next one is, uh, my Adobe cloud subscription. Uh, funny enough, I was just talking to a colleague on the phone yesterday about it. There are, there are solutions that are only 10 bucks a month, uh, for Adobe cloud, which include Photoshop and, uh, Lightroom yep. and, the, the cool thing is you never have to worry about it not working. You never have to worry about it, um, you know, being out of date or be nervous that your version is being tracked, you know, because you pirated it. <gasps> or is your student version okay to use for business? You know, it's, it's such a cheap, such a cheap commitment. And, you know, for $120 a year, like, it's always up to date. Everything's always working. When you do get a new computer or a new peripheral and it, you know, there might be a two, three week disconnect where something's not working, but eventually it catches up. Um, actually Photoshop was kind of messing up with my printer because my printer is from like year 2000 <laughs> it, and it's not, it, it's probably seven, eight years old right now. Um, but when, uh, when the Adobe updated recently and, Actually, it was the it was the Mac OS that updated. Uh, 
Mac OS, Adobe, and the printer just didn't like each other. I had a hell of a time printing for about three weeks, but they figured it out, right? And, and I mean, if I if I didn't have the up to date software, if I didn't have the, the subscription, that wouldn't that would I would still be in that boat, right? I would still have to I'd have to find a solution. So just having that peace of mind and not having to worry about it is awesome. And so what I was talking to uh, a friend of mine about yesterday is the fact that even if you need, you know one extra piece of software you can buy it you could sub- subscribe to it or and you know you just go for the full subscription and kind of not worry about it like yeah it's 50 bucks a month or whatever but you get to write this off at the end of the year anyways and what a what an inexpensive way you know for to to make sure you have everything like it it kind of is the cost of doing business yeah well and you know when i started with the adobe subscription i went from like cs5 or whatever it was to the Adobe subscription and I was using practically all of the software and I was like, I'm going to like scale back and see what I can do with just Lightroom and Photoshop. And that worked fine for about a year. Yeah. Um, I ended up adding, I think, Illustrator. Yeah. So I got Illustrator. So it was like an extra $10 a month or something. Um, but then once you add another piece of software, you have to pay for the entire bundle, I think. Um, and I did, and well, frankly, I use most of it. So I use yeah. Lightroom, Photoshop, um, InDesign, Illustrator, and Audition. Exactly. Um, We're using Audition to record this right now, right? Yeah. And, and like that's that's all part of it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm actually going to check and see what other apps I have installed on here right now. Well, I have Bridge, but Bridge comes um, included. It's funny how, how many uh, people I've bumped into recently who don't have Bridge installed. They have Photoshop installed, but they don't have Bridge installed. And I was like, why yeah. don't you have Bridge installed? And well, they because, say, oh, I have Lightroom. I'm like, okay. Yeah, so it's not the same thing. Actually, what I use Bridge for mostly is renaming files for my blog because here's a tip. You should be renaming your files for your blog. They shouldn't have your client names on them. Um, yeah. But also, I use it for batch processing. So I've been playing around with how I do my watermarks for Facebook. And basically what I've done recently is take my watermark off the actual image and put it below um, on a white strip because it looks better. (laughs) Um, So It reminds me of somebody else who has a similar watermark. Did you have that? Oh, yeah. I've been doing that for years. Yeah. and well <laughs> which is cool i mean I'm not i wouldn't be upset that someone else is doing it it's like it's it's, it's like awesome good it's good for you high five well, well i've seen it before and the reason that people put their watermark on the image is that so people can't like you know take it and like crop the watermark out and like print the image or whatever but i'm posting it on facebook <clears throat> the only reason that i'm putting the watermark on the image on facebook is not so people don't steal it but so people see my logo it's for branding and make the connection of, between the part, photo and and my branding right yeah it's part of your brand um, it's, and it's what it should my, be for my logo <laughs> looks stupid on top of an image <laughs> so yeah. i'm just not doing that anymore but uh, anybody out there who's putting your watermark on an image uh, i just want to say who the hell do you think you are why do you think people <laughs> are going to want to steal your images seriously <laughs> calm down yeah like i have <clears throat> my watermark on top of the images in my um in my client galleries but even when they download the photos from there to share they're unwatermarked but oh my goodness like my watermark just does not look good on the images and I want it to look good. So 
that's more important to me. Um, yeah. But anyway, you can't do that in Lightroom. You can't. So, but you, what you can do is you can create actions in Photoshop and then batch process um, images using um, Bridge. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> so I check. Funny, I checked my Adobe Cloud uh, subscription, and I have Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign, uh, Lightroom, Bridge, Premiere Pro, Audition, Muse, and Media Encoder that are installed that I use time to time. Um, yeah, so like, it's definitely, I'm getting my money's worth. So like really Adobe cloud should be like number two, but, but I need actually, number. It's cheap as heck. The subscription is so cheap, like $50 a month for even yeah. the six pieces of software that I'm using. Like, I can't believe that I am paying less than $10 a month for Photoshop. Yeah, it's crazy. But huh? you know what else I've been using? is the type kit so mm. i get access to all sorts of different fonts i haven't used it a whole lot but i've used it a bit um and i've also used some of the um stock stuff so you can get access to some yeah. stock images um i've used some of that yeah actually uh, so did hannah she needed i forget what she needed she needed a, a photo uh, for a background or something and she found it on adobe stock yeah it's really wicked. So, yep. Yep. Uh, my my number five right. my, of my top five. <laughs> we got is, a little distracted. Yes. I know. Hey, hey let's <laughs> keep it short today. Okay. <laughs> uh, number five is my Epson printer. Um, I don't know what I would do without it. I absolutely love creating images on it. Um, it's funny, but you know, when I when I thought I was going to be a professional photographer. Um, I started when I was uh, when I when it was all film. Actually, I had no intention of digital computer this and that. To tell you the truth, I got into photography because I didn't want to pursue my passion, which is architecture and design. Um, I got a taste of it in high school, and uh, all the architects that I got a chance to meet and work with, they were sitting in front of a computer all day, and I was just like, "That's not what I wanted. I wanted." I wanted to go on job sites. I wanted to go on location. I wanted to travel. I wanted to see the world and, you know, do do the design aspect from from a different perspective, kind of like pen, pen and paper, so to speak, um, on a drafting board, whatever, you know, what, the early stages. And so I decided, you know what, that's not for me. I, I, I love photography. I was dabbling in it at the time. I took a class in high school. We had wicked uh, dark rooms. We had wicked equipment, wicked lights. Uh, the high school I went to actually had a lot of money for this kind of stuff. We, we even had our own studio. So it was, it was great. I got to experience a lot of it. And so I decided to pursue photography. And by the time I actually got the business going in like the early two, 2000s, 2002 was, it was my first year uh, as a registered business. Um, I realized that now I have to sit in front of a computer all day because it's all digital. <laughs> the The day I registered my business, um, I, did, I didn't shoot film. Uh, so I shot film. My first wedding I shot ever was on film. It was on, uh, on a Pentax uh, 645 camera, so it was medium format. And uh, about three years later, I was no longer using film. It was all digital, 100%. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I, I told people, I, I, I went into photography because I didn't want to sit in front of a computer all day. And now I, I feel like I sit in front of a computer all day. So that's why, uh, 
You know, that's why we're trying to minimize outsource as much as possible. But uh, the reason why I, I wanted to be in photography is because it's, I loved seeing images come to life. In the darkroom, when you would expose the paper and you would put it into a developing tray, that image start, would start to appear. That was like magic. It was, it was like a magic trick that you could see over and over and over. And so with my time working for Epson, that passion came back and I decided, okay, I'm going to go and get a printer and I, and I couldn't do it without it now. So if I, if I would have, if for some reason printing was outlawed, I would say I'd probably be leaving the photography industry <laughs> altogether. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, for me, it's uh, my wave apps, my accountant and bookkeeper, MacBook Pro, my iPhone, uh, my Adobe Cloud subscription, and my printer. That's my top five. Um, let's. What about you, Sophia? Okay, so first of all, um, maybe you could see this coming, but a really good printer or a set of really good printers, and by that I mean not an Epson. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> like a person? <laughs> um, a printing service. So I'm going to tell you the three that I use primarily, and that would be... GTA Imaging, or Images, or whatever it is, <laughs> yep. um, in Toronto. Um, Petro, obviously. Because he's um, better, obviously. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Boss Logo. So GTA and Petro I use for, um, for client products. So albums, canvases, some framed prints. Um, I also have a framer in Owen Sound that I use, and he's really, I want to say useful, but um, he's been really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Boss Logo, and Petro introduced me to Boss Logo. Boss Logo has all sorts of, I think, what's the term? Um, how do they print? <laughs> well, it's an offset press. Right. So yeah. offset printing. So this is like really good quality printing that I use for marketing materials and their prices are amazing. Um, and they have pretty much anything that you will ever need and they have all sorts of custom options. So there's custom cutting, there is die cutting. So you can have parts of your marketing material, like you can have holes cut in them and stuff or cut in, in particular shapes. Um, they have, um, they will do like folding for your cards what is the they, term called i'm having some issues today post-production i don't know no um basically i'll sum up for you <laughs> if you're using vistaprint you're a loser sorry guys <laughs> yeah um, like i have used vistaprint when i needed something like immediately but to be honest boss logo is just as fast and the yeah. prices are better and the quality oh my god like the first time i got um cards from them um, I think I called you and I was like, dude, they screwed them up, but the quality of the cards is amazing. <laughs> what did they screw up? I don't even remember. They printed one side of the card upside down. Oh so yeah. But they redid that, didn't they? Yes, they did. They did yeah. redo it. But like when you flipped it, it was like upside down. So it was, it was just a little bit awkward, but I could see how they would make that mistake. Like it wasn't mm -hmm. entirely, entirely their fault. I could still use the cards and yeah. they were just amazingly printed. So the um, new guy just loaded the paper wrong. That's it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But they they're amazing. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna sidetrack for a second and interrupt you because uh, you reminded me of something. And there was, I got into a little bit of an argument uh, with somebody on Facebook. How how professional of me, right? Um, yes. So funny enough, <laughs> uh, a colleague, a photographer on Facebook in one of the groups, um, like London uh, photographers group, whatever requested uh, some advice on a local printer and she said i'm looking for a quality printer in uh london area and i typically don't ever speak up i wait for somebody else to recommend me and i'll just kind of thank them um and i have quite a bit of uh client base in that group that does recommend me on a regular basis and i thank them um, but this time I realized it was a, it was a girl who I went to high school with. So I was like, Hey, I do this personal message me, you know, yeah. high five. And so she did, she personal messaged me and I was like, all right, let's, let's get this done. <laughs> well, then what happened is about a day later, maybe even two days later, this, this chick who's not even in London, she's not far from London, but anyways. Um, who, who's a keyboard warrior. She's always, anytime she has a bit of a negative experience, she's right away on, on there and like leaves a really negative review and it's kind of annoying. Great. I so love those people. I knew who she was, right? She has no idea that I knew who she was, but I recognized her name. And so, uh, what she commented was GTA imaging. And I was like, yeah, well, the original poster requested somebody in London and I was like, way to support local business. <laughs> but I was being funny because, first of all, it's... Anyway, so, so I said, uh, you know, hey, the original poster requests someone in London. And she goes, yeah, I know. Okay. I was like, way to support local business. You know, I just wanted to say bitch. <laughs> like, anyways, she just went on a tangent and just lost her mind. Like, I've never even heard of you and this and this. And, oh, I just thought it was too funny. And I'm thinking... You know, she went on and on about you. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, I, like I've never heard of you. I've never heard of you, and I'm in I'm in Tilsonburg, and that's closer to Toronto, which it isn't, and and that's my local printer. And I'm like, this doesn't prove um, the fact that the original poster asked for somebody in London. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like as much as I I like GTA imaging, I wouldn't um, consider them a local printer because they provide service all over the place. Like I wouldn't. Well, I think it made me look really bad because it seemed like I was fighting for business or something, yeah. you know, which Well, which I wouldn't behind consider scenes... you a local printer either. Like oh, Exactly. I'm international. Printer, to me, I would consider like um like your local like storefront. Yeah, like uh, quick copies or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, that being said, so I yeah. use Boss logo for my stuff. I do my own graphics and everything, most of which was originally provided by Benjamin Edwards, so everyone mm-hmm. knows. Benjamin Edwards. He's not on my list, but you know, he's a human <laughs> being, so anyway. Um there is a local print shop here, like a a very good graphics company. Um, I don't use them though, just cause it's a lot more expensive. And I That's like- what it comes down to really. Yeah. I mean, and it's funny because just, just to kind of wrap up what I was saying, I, I actually personally use GTA print. So it's not like I was trying to fight with her. I was just trying yeah. to say, you know, you're a loser, like pay attention to what people are saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Way to support our photography communion, community, community. Yeah, for what sure. am I talking about? Anyways. Uh, but y- you know, I had better quality stuff done by a local printer as well that, you know, better than boss logo, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was four times the price. Yeah, for sure. It, it was insane. And I mean, I've even used um, 
companies that are overseas like uh, China and Vietnam uh, for printing because they had unique stocks. Um, right. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with kind of going, going down and about, yeah. but yeah. well, if I Anyways. wanted something super custom, then I would go to that company here. Um, yeah, exactly. because I know I can sit down with them and have a conversation and be like, look, this is what I have in mind and I can't do it myself. I can't make it happen. So, but, but yeah, definitely you need, um, some really good printers in your back pocket and do, don't use Vistaprint boss logo is a much better <laughs> choice. <laughs> um, so the second is a set of, um, workflow tools for me. So like wave, I also use wave, but I didn't want to just steal Petro's, um, stuff. So I would have to say Tave and Dropbox, both very important to me. Um, let me, they let me keep all sorts of information online so I can access it from all of my devices wherever I am, except in some remote locations near where I live because there's no service. <laughs> um, my other, my next thing would be a good alarm clock. <laughs> so... I know this is that's like, my iPhone. That's yeah, <laughs> this um, might seem a little bit off topic, but I don't care what you think. So um, <laughs> I got this really amazing alarm clock, which um, half an hour before my alarm clock is set to go off, this light starts to come on very gradually. And then when the alarm clock goes off, it's just birds singing. So <laughs> It's like a really subtle way of waking up. And when I wake up, it's a lot easier to get out of bed than, uh, this thing screaming at you like, wah, wah, wah. yeah, like that would, that I, that gave me anxiety, like <laughs> in the mornings. <laughs> um, so the next thing, which I just recently started using is brain FM. Um, so brain FM is like scientific music to help you. <laughs> focus, meditate, relax, and sleep. Um, so I tried the free trial, like seriously for a few hours, I sat down and turned it on and I had access to the focus options. So I turned it on and I was doing some work and did I ever get a lot of work done? <laughs> did you? I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was like, Oh, I have 10 free sessions. So I did the first session and it went really well. So I, I immediately paid for, like bought Brain FM so that I could have access to the sleep option. Nice. And that night I turned on the sleep option and I slept all night, <laughs> which I don't do. <laughs> I always wake up in the middle of the night and have to go to the bathroom. And I, did, I really, really had to go to the bathroom when I woke up the next morning. Okay, but... I thought the story was going to say, <laughs> and I had to change my sheets that next no, no, morning. No. <laughs> uh, but I did sleep all night. It was surprising. Wow. Um, and I think my last thing is going to be a notebook. So I'm going to be doing a post actually next week, everyone who's interested, on ways to get away from your screens, like... I know we've already said that we can't live without our computers and phones, but, um, you know, to get a, away from those screens, um, just so, you know, to live a healthier life, blah, 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 who cares? Um, and a notebook is one of them. So, and I've said this before, um, use a notebook when you're meeting with clients rather than using your computer so you can connect more directly with them. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, good notebook. And I would recommend that everyone have a look at, um, 
bullet journal um, so that you can create your own sort of index system, date system, and everything in, in a notebook just to keep yourself totally organized. Hmm. But yeah. Hey, what's a, what's a subscription for Brain FM? Because I've I've looked at their website, but uh, I've never seen the price. And I was just kind of like, eh. It's actually really... Um, Reasonable? Well-priced. <laughs> let, me, let me find it. Uh, pricing. Oh, come on. <laughs> Can you talk for a minute and I'll find it? Okay. So funny story. I just, for some reason, glanced over my computer and I realized it's not getting power. Um, that, that was freaky. Did you plug in? I, I did. <laughs> I only had 2%. I'm like, why didn't I get a warning? That would have been on? good. I know, right? <laughs> okay. So here's the pricing on Brain FM. So you can pay $6.95 a month, which Sold. is cheaper than Spotify. Um, you could do $3.99 a month for a year if you if you pay like upfront. Or you That's can just bucks. Yep. Or you could just spend 150 bucks and get it forever. So it's, Tell me you did that. I did I think I did it for three months. Okay. And it was 20 bucks, I think. And basically my thought is I'm gonna try it and see if it works. So what I do is I have Spotify and I've created playlists um, with instrumental music so that I'm not distracted by words for when I'm writing and stuff. So and and those help for sure. Um, but I'm going to see how the sleep option um, works for me mm-hmm. and then maybe try some of the other ones. Um, and then if if it works, I'm going to. <laughs> it's awesome. Pro- Keep us posted. Eh? Like, um, <laughs> yeah. I just pulled the Canadian thing. Right? Keep us posted. Eh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so but for for real keep us posted because i'm i'm curious about it too i yeah. i really do want something like that and and it's funny to get back to the whole thing uh you're, you're saying a notebook because you want to get away from screens believe it or not having a laptop actually helps me get away from screens because it can take it with me so even if i'm out and about and i just need i need to get i know i need to get work done today and it's going to take me two hours well i can get away for six hours and you know in that six hours, just excuse myself and for an hour do some work, go back to what I'm doing and, and do another hour. So I'm not, I don't feel like I'm tied down, you know. Uh, my laptop does come with me everywhere. So I totally relate to the notebook thing because yeah. um, I love I love making notes on paper, to tell you the yeah. truth. So. It is well, like a really good way to get creative, I find, to just be writing things down. Sorry, I have the hiccups. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, while, a... you, while you work on that, I was going to say, why do, I'm going to start on another top five. And top five, why the hell did I even buy these items? <laughs> so I think no matter what you're into, whether you're into photography or woodworking or, uh, I don't know, cycling, there's always going to be stuff that you buy because you're you're kind of coming up and somebody says something and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to get this. And you run out and get it because Petra said so, right? Yeah. Um, and a lot of times the, this advice just, it's not that it's wrong. It just doesn't apply to you. And so these things don't apply to me. <laughs> uh, number one, I, I regret ever buying any UV filters because I never use them. They're, they're so disgusting. Uh, yep. um, and I mean, if you actually needed to use a UV filter to for, for, for the reason that they're meant, I would probably spend the most money possible because... My philosophy is this: if I'm if I'm putting a 
$2,700 lens on my camera body because I just read all kinds of reviews and I've tested it and it's the best quality piece of glass ever. Why am I going to put a $20 piece of thin glass in front of it that's garbage? Because, because I think it's going to protect it. And it's the biggest retail joke in the industry that, you know, sell them a UV filter, tell them it's for protection. Uh, retail, please stop doing that. You're doing a disservice to these people. You don't need a UV filter for crap sakes. Think about all those point and shoot cameras and think about, uh, think about the, your iPhone and, uh, you know, there's no UV filters on them. So, <laughs> and if you're going to drop a lens, trust me, that UV filter is not going to protect it. You know, it will only protect it if you're, if you're literally like running through woods with your camera facing out and, you know, the little, little brush, little sticks might not scratch your lens in that case. But, or uh, one, one application I would agree with is when, uh, when people are photographing motocross, UV filter will save you because it will just keep a lot of, a lot of dust off. But uh, after, after you shoot a race and just throw it out, you know, cause it's garbage after that. Yeah. Um, you don't use UV filters, do you? No. Yeah, they're ghetto. Um, <laughs> the second one was Gary Fong Dong, whatever that thing's called. It, it really is uh, um, the nickname for it, the Gary Fong Dong. <laughs> it may, and it's that this white margarine container tub thingy that goes on top of your flash that actually has, you know, there are uses for it. But really, I see wedding photographers running around with it and using it for almost everything they do. Like I'm talking about, they put on the flash on their camera and they run around with a Gary Fong attachment and they shoot everything with it. Yeah, well, I'm first, sorry. So, it doesn't look any better either. It, it doesn't because for the most part, you're just bouncing the flash off the ceiling. Yep. And uh, half the time you're using a flash, the flash incorrectly. And, and we need to talk about that. So stop, you know, but I'm not saying stop because for some applications, for some people, it works. It's, it's kind of the necessary evil. Um, I bought two of them on the advice of a coworker um, who did a lot of uh, kind of similar photography. And this would have been 10 years ago. And um I brought them to a wedding once, and then I never used them since. So it's just more stuff to carry around. I know. Well, and it's funny because I would just fold it, like I like I would squish it and put it in my camera bag pocket for probably another two years after that. Yeah. And then I was just like, "Stop it! Like, I'll never use this. I hate it." So, uh, my number three would be lights. I bought way too many lights, <laughs> <laughs> and and um accessories too because i would see something or i would see a tutorial and somebody would be using this and i'd be like yeah i totally need that right like so when we were doing studio stuff in school and it's yes. like you need at least a four four light setup yes no <laughs> <laughs> well i have eight lights okay yeah. so i just i just kept accumulating things i mean i have a ring light too like i have a pro photo ring flash mm -hmm. which which i really like but i never use it anymore right so it's kind of one of those so annoying though you're like i really want to use it but have no reason to yeah. it's it's the the kit the like the the battery pack and the ring light they probably retail around three three and a half thousand dollars and 
it doesn't do anything. Like I bring it to school, I show people and I tell them I don't use it, you know, <laughs> like, um, so things like that. I, I have umbrellas that are coming out of my ears and armpits. Like, yeah. uh, I have three different sizes of portable umbrellas. I have one oversized umbrella. Um, I have soft boxes that are, that come in small, medium, large, extra large strip boxes. And I think that my advice to, to you would be buy what you need just before you need it and don't buy more than you need because you can always kind of get away with other stuff yeah. unless unless you have unlimited resources and you start sharing your equipment like yep. you do some kind of rental or you know like borrowing or community thing um this is kind of to do with lightings but i still put it at number four um and it's expensive reflectors um <laughs> I've spent a couple hundred dollars on a reflector before and I was, and I don't use it. <laughs> it sits in its bag. Um, I think when I bought it, like, and it's, and honestly, it's because of school, because when I was a student at Fanshawe, somebody showed me this five in one reflector and I, and they basically said it's the best thing since sliced bread. And I went, I ran out and bought it. I was like, yes, I need it. Um, it never comes out of my, uh, studio. It's actually kind of sits and sleeps in my studio and I do use it because I have it, but to tell you the truth, it'd be more convenient to kind of like use like a big black flag sometimes, or like a, a big white, white scram or just, wah, the, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, we, the reflector is useless. It's, it's not useless in terms of, um, if you wanted to, you know, achieve like a, a clamshell type style lighting, or if you are doing some natural light stuff, it's not useless then, but I don't, I just don't use it. Like I do not bring a reflector to a wedding. Yeah. I, I, so I just work with what I have. I do use my reflector. So I got my reflector. It has a stand. It's one reflector. It's big. It unzips. I can like turn it inside out. There's a black side, um, a white side, a silver side. And a gold side. And a right? gold side. And then yeah. the and inside. It's translucent. Yeah, the inside is like a diffuser. So I mostly use mine in the studio for bouncing light for um, like butterfly lighting. Um, so for like a one light setup. Yeah. Um, just to get light under the chin. And then I will occasionally take it to weddings. And I honestly don't use it very often at weddings. Um, I would say the same thing, like make sure you're only getting it if you need it because you don't need it. Yeah. The moral of the story is like, there's no, there's no checklist before you have to start shooting. <laughs> um, just go out and start shooting. If you need a reflector, stop by like the dollar store and for a buck 50, pick up a 24 by 36 inch piece of foam core. That's like really cheap like yep. not really good foam core or go pick up a really nice uh, piece of foam core. And if you, <laughs> if you're careful with this, you can take the foam core and score it with a knife on, on the back or both sides are the same <laughs> on one of the sides and it will fold in half and the piece of paper on the other side will actually keep, keep a structure, mm -hmm. but, but it folds in half and you can store it and use it. Um, you know, bring it around with you. Um, and then you can put a piece of like duct tape, like, or white gaff tape on the back to reinforce it, but it will let it fold. Yeah. So once you cut it and fold it, put a piece of tape on it. And then when you open it and close it, it's now kind of reinforced. 
it's a two dollar solution and you have a reflector yeah <laughs> right i mean i'm sorry accessory industry but i i wish i did that instead of buying this stupid thing because yeah. uh anybody that ever comes out with me doesn't know how to fold it um or the or i the, don't know how to fold it there you go <laughs> so oh it's just a nuisance but whatever it's it's only one of like maybe half a dozen things like that that i that i purchased like i purchased uh certain like arms cantilever arms for my light stands because i thought oh i could get more reach or yeah. tilt this to, you're wasting your time um or I got really obsessed with pocket wizards for a long time. And I was like, I got to yes. have a pocket wizard for each light. And you know what? They I, sink. The lights sink. <laughs> the lights sink. Well, they're, they're great for like weddings when you, you do bring lights because, because you did something ahead of time. And the lights are like across the dance floor and you need, you need them to sink. And, you know, they're great for that. But yeah. in the studio, I actually really like using my wired remote. So all the lights plug into this like wired remote, but this wired remote allows me to change my settings of each light from a central location. I can't do that with pocket wizards, you know? So anyways, the, my number five that I, I find it completely useless and irrelevant, uh, is an iPad. (laughs) I don't know why I I have one, Uh, (laughs) but, 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 but I'll actually start my third list. Uh, and I'll give you a preview because the third list is top five things that I wish I had. No, wait, let's wait. I have stuff. I know, but you, you need to tell me, you need to tell me your top five, uh, things you, you wish you never bought. Um, so I'm going to give you a preview. So my number five for top five things I wish I never bought is an iPad. My number one for top five things I wish I had is an iPad pro, the really big (laughs) one with, with the, uh, with the pencil, with the Apple pencil. Um, because I think, I think Hannah really wants one so she can edit stuff on an iPad pro. So, and I can't wait to get one just because I, I have certain things I want to try with it, but I just hope it never makes it to the other list. Yeah. (laughs) So, but Um, anyways, your turn. Well, I also have the Gary Fong stuff and you know, the flash modifiers in general. Um, I had one at one point and it was useless. Um, I hope they don't like call us and be like, what do you mean our equipment's useless? It was useless for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I also have the iPad on my list. Um, the only reason that I use my iPad now is because I have one piece of software that I purchased that is only available on the iPad. Um, so I got the iPhone 7 Plus, which I love. And if that software was on the iPhone, I would use the iPhone rather than using the iPad. Hmm. Um, and I'm not switching right now cause I need to purchase new software and I just don't want to do that yet. So, um, but if I had never bought the iPad in the first place, <laughs> that would have probably been better. I think it's funny that you said, um, in your top five things you can't live without is your printer. I would say the same thing about top five things that I don't need is a printer. Yeah. So I have a, li- a little, epson artisan printer which is great it has lasted a long time um however i don't really use it anymore so i never print four by sixes five by sevens or eight by tens or cds for that matter right because that that printer printed on cds yeah yeah and i did used to do that but i don't do cds anymore so um 
And I used to print cardstock stuff, but as I said, I do all of that with Boss Logo now, so I really just have a useless printer. Um, hey, if anyone wants a printer, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a draw for an artisan. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll give it, mine away too. <laughs> it's not a bad printer. It's just if if I was purchasing it now, I wouldn't purchase it because I don't use it. Yeah, exactly. Um, at one point, I'm trying to, I kind of declutter stuff. So as I don't need it, I get rid of it. So I was trying to think of stuff that I had purchased at one point that I, that would be useless now. And one of those things was I, I use Buffer and I use Hootsuite and I used to pay for both of them. And at this point, it would just be completely useless because it wasn't really bringing in business. So I wasn't making money off of posts I was making using either of those pieces of software. So... So both of those things, so you guys know, are scheduling applications for social media. Mm -hmm. uh, I was not bringing in money posting from them. So it was basically just a way to waste time during the day for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there are free options for both of them. So, hmm. you know, you can use them for free, whatever. Um, and then I think the last thing I would say, just a couple of pieces of useless equipment for me. Um a remote control for my camera. I bought one of those once. That was a waste. Um, <laughs> and then a light meter. And oh, blasphemy. <laughs> I know you can argue with me about how useful a light meter is, but if you can't take one photo using your camera and then adjust accordingly, then that's not good. A light meter is useful when your assistant is setting up for you sure. <laughs> and he doesn't have the camera or she. Yep. You know, yep. um, and I and I it's funny because I will plug lights in now and I will just do a test fire with a light and I'll be like, oh, that's F8 at 200. Exactly. Hours. So yeah, that's it's weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Like I can see light um, intensity now. <laughs> it blows my students away because they're always like they're always like, oh, yeah, let's see. And they take the light meter. They go and they're like, oh, how'd you do that? Yeah. <laughs> or like I'll, I'll get really lucky and I'll call out. I'm like. That's five, six, and seven tenths. And it'll be five, six, and seven tenths. Yeah. Well, and I mean, look at the, if, if it's a studio issue, look at the intensity of your light. Your light tells you how much it's, it's firing. Yeah. So you kind of should know by looking at it how bright your image is going to be. Mm -hmm. um, I don't do anything by the book with regards to studio setups. So I'm not doing any three to one or five to one. Oh my portraits. God, don't get me started on ratios. <laughs> so I don't need a light meter for that purpose. If I want my shadows to be a bit darker, I adjust the fill light accordingly. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's I, the beauty part of WYSIWYG, right? Like digital cameras give us instant gratification. Yes. When we shot film, yeah. We didn't have that. And I, I mean, would probably use a light meter for film. That oh, would yeah. be smart. <laughs> and and then not only did I use a light meter, but I then shot a couple of Polaroids. Yep. Right? It, and it's funny, it's almost like the light meter was there just so I could save my money on Polaroids. Because <laughs> those things were like three bucks a piece. Yeah. Um so yeah, sorry to keep interrupting you, but uh, oh, that's um, fine. I, I I will be the first one to tell you that you really don't need a light meter to to shoot in the studio. I'm gonna um, yeah, I'm gonna recommend for anyone who has not started in the studio, don't get a light meter. Just mm -hmm. experiment. Um, well, what I would say is, unless if you, you are like tied into a relationship with your light meter, don't yeah. don't worry about investing in a light meter. 
What I would say about that is about a light meter is um, it does it does make things a little easier um, having one, right? I mean, if you you don't have to constantly take a picture, adjust whatever. So when when there's two people working and one's moving the light and the other one's measuring, you can be like, ah, uh, that's f eight. Yep, that's f that's six three. Yep. Okay, that's five six. Cool. There, done. Um, that that's cool. But if you do want one for peace of mind or for whatever, buy a used one because there's a lot yeah. of people like Sophia and I who are just like, mm, this is useless. I'm gonna sell it. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely buy a used light meter. Uh, they're they're a dime a dozen. Um, not quite that cheap, but they're yeah. they're out there. I find that with the light meter, it's either going to be very useful to you or it's going to be useless. So. I'd say 90% are useless. Yeah. yeah. Like I've worked with photographers who like, they stick the light meter there and everything is magically working perfectly. Right. Um, <laughs> that was never the case for me. Like it's faster <laughs> for me to take a photo and adjust than it is to stick the light meter in front of my subject and then try to do math in my head. It's just not. Yeah, no. <laughs> No, the light meter only comes out if I'm if I'm not working alone. If I'm working alone, that thing never comes out because yeah. you just look like a dancing chicken. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, to be honest with you, I really like setting up the lights and having a conversation with my subject, and then snapping a photo while they're in the middle of saying something, and they're like, "Hey, hey!" and I'm like, "I'm just making sure the lights are working," <laughs> and it kind of gets them laughing. And then I can show them like ridiculous photo later where their mouth is open and their eyes are like shut and they look, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyways, anyway. I keep cutting you off. You should finish your list. I feel like that was pretty much it. I yeah. copied two of your things. That's okay. That's allowed. Yeah. Well, all right. So you know what? My top five things I wish I had. I wish I had a personal assistant. Um, uh, I wish I wish I had a time machine or more time. Um I actually wish it's funny. I have a lot of clothes, but I wish I had a better wardrobe. Like I always want a better wardrobe, and uh, I think I think it's because I have a love obsession with dressing up. Ever since I was a kid, I loved wearing suits, and um, I think I think that's just it. Uh, I ruin a lot of suits at weddings and at photo shoots, and so I just wish I had a better wardrobe. <laughs> I just want to look like a million bucks. That's all yeah. it is. Uh, comfortable shoes and you know um but actually yeah i wish i had very comfortable shoes no matter what shoes i buy they're oh not oh my goodness they're not comfortable enough okay here's the thing <laughs> okay so go to your five things i can't live without and yeah. i would add um comfortable orthopedics. shoes yeah um like the inserts orthotics yes orthotics i do yeah. have those i do Me have too. orthotics and the, you know what if you are lucky enough to have a spouse who has um medical insurance that you can uh, piggyback on and get yourself a pair of orthotic inserts yeah. do it well i think uh, mine were like 500 600 and i would say definitely worth it it is worth it i know I, it's just a tough pill to swallow know, for a lot of people right and um, and yeah. I would gladly pay that out of pocket. Like tomorrow, I would just get them and pay it. That's not a problem. Hey, but save up for them. Put away a little bit of money. Yeah, make your clients pay for them. And, You're um, going to want to work, right? So, yeah. And I already said uh, the last one, which was my the iPad Pro uh, and yep. iPad Pencil or yep. Pencil for iPad, whatever it's called. So, um, 
for, you know what, for <laughs> rest and relaxation, get yourself a Netflix account and kick back. <laughs> Those are cool. That's something that you can't, I can't live without. Or, you know, it, it's not even the Netflix account. I really do like to, like, maybe once a day, just watch half an hour of TV and do nothing, you know, just no. like literally disconnect. Yeah. Um, Hannah and I watch certain shows that are our favorites or like lately since she's been pregnant she she gets really tired and she's like you know i she either reads or or she'll watch tv and i'll just park myself beside her and we'll watch a movie and like halfway through she just falls asleep (laughs) (laughs) so it just turns out kind of like time for me to relax (laughs) and i'm i'm savoring it because you know pretty soon we're gonna have a little alarm clock yeah yeah (laughs) that's what we're that's what we're calling it screening babies so I am going to tell you, my alarm clock is probably a lot more pleasant than a screaming baby. <laughs> I'm going to hack it and reprogram it on you. <laughs> the baby or? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a screaming baby. Um, just, just you see. So I don't have five things that I wish I had, but one thing that I would like to have that I'm going to be investing in this year is a portable light setup. So like for weddings specifically. Mm-hmm specifically for the reception and this is going to be using my flashes um because i don't need a ton of power and i don't want to be lugging around lights and light stands and accessories and cords and having to plug things into walls and having the fear of people tripping and injuring themselves i just want one light stand one flash and an and an accessory so i have the light stand I have the flash. I just need a, like a softbox mm-hmm. or an umbrella set up for the flash. Um, the other thing is a happy light, which I'm going to get for my office, which mm-hmm. like, you know. Is it a light that makes D, you happy? Vitamin D, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so I'll turn that on at my desk. You know, if you're sitting inside all day, it can get kind of like, you know. Oh yeah, not yeah, I, I, enjoyable. <laughs> I wish you had it today. You could you could use it today. <laughs> well, you know what I was realizing is I have a daylight balanced um, light, mm-hmm. which I use for videos, and I was like, does that count? Like, if I turn that on and leave it on, not really. Will that like, yes make me no. feel better? <laughs> not really. No, no, it's it. it's different. It's different energy. Um, well, those are just, the only things that I wrote down. Although I did copy your personal assistant and better wardrobe <laughs> thing. Um, so you all know, um, you can get a virtual assistant, which could be helpful if, if you guys are thinking like you would like a personal assistant or something. You can search for um, virtual assistants online. And this might be a person that, you know, does your receipts and accounting stuff for you. So you upload your receipts, they organize all of them through the year, and then you don't have to worry about it. Um, they might answer emails, they might do social media posts for you and stuff like that. Just mm-hmm. a tip, so you can focus on the money-making parts. That's all I got. Yeah, I actually used a virtual assistant from India for a few months. Um, I wanted him to do more than than I should have had him do more or less so 
in, okay, in retrospect, I, I would just hire a virtual assistant that's kind of local, that's uh, that knows the knows the business, knows the area, knows yeah. you know. I I decided to go for one that was a third of the cost of uh, of an actual virtual assistant. Yeah. But virtual assistants are wicked. Uh, I mean, he was he was trying to answer my emails for me and things like that. And I mean, really, it would have been a per, more of a personal assistant that. I probably would have been better off hiring somebody for like 15 bucks an hour locally because it took, even though it worked out to be like $5 per hour, it took him three times longer to do things. (laughs) Yeah. Or that was their business model, you know? (sighs) Yeah. Anyways, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star review. You can do so by going on double exposure show. Uh, double exposure dot show slash iTunes. Show us some love. Um, we're gonna give away um, Sophia's artisan printer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this sounds uh, like a good plan. <laughs> um, you can find the show notes for this episode on double exposure dot show slash episode slash twenty nine. And we want you to join the conversation and join our community on Facebook at the Double Exposure Show group. And any feedback is always welcome. If you have any questions for future or upcoming episodes or any suggestions, uh, we'd like to hear from you. Uh, Special thanks to Ben Sound for our music and Benjamin Edward for our artwork (laughs) and my artwork. (laughs) And... (laughs) We hope to see you, we hope to hear from you and all of you in the virtual world next week. Thank you very much and goodbye. Bye. All right, I have to stop recording. (laughs)